Welcome back, you guys. This is the Be Loyal Podcast. Of course, I'm Aaron Keith Hawkins, and every episode here is designed to move you beyond average and towards the best life of your life. Uh, I really appreciate you guys being here and hanging out with me, spending some time. Today is going to be an amazing episode. We have uh, my buddy Barry Mangione on the show with us today. Barry is an author, a podcast host of No Easy Answers. Both of them have the same name. His book is No Easy Answers, and his podcast is No Easy Answers. And there's a reason for it, which uh, we'll discover as he talks to us and shares with us today. I wanted to have Barry on the show because his story is, in a word, powerful. Very powerful. Um, Barry, some years ago, was he was literally on the edge of existence. He was struggling with uh, depression and bankruptcy and just a lot of personal issues, personal struggles uh, that we all in our own way have faced in one form or another. And he literally was at the point of, of suicide. And you'll hear his very powerful story in a moment. But that's not the most amazing thing about Barry. The, the amazing thing to me about him is the transition that he's made. His, his flat-out decision to alter his life experience. And you'll, you'll hear him tell us he, he looked inward. He had to look inside and figure out how he was going to change himself in order the, to change his circumstances because guys we all know that's that's the only thing that does it you know we can we can be upset all day and barry barry through his own admission will say he did a certain amount of blaming and, and looking outward uh, pointing fingers but once he decided that he was going to be the change in his life things turned around and he's doing wonderful today um he's a he's in addition to being an author and a podcast host he's a singer he's a songwriter and he's just an all all around amazing guy so i wanted to have him here to share his story his perspectives that he's picked up over the years and just has a passion to share these days and and you're really going to get a lot from the show i get a lot from barry every single time i have a chance to talk with him and that's why i wanted him here to share with you guys so Without me running my mouth anymore, um, let's get on with the show and welcome my buddy, Barry Mangione. Barry, how's it going? Uh, it's going great, man. How you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing really good. Listen, I, I seriously appreciate you, appreciate you uh, being on the show today. For you guys out there listening that don't know, Barry is actually, he's a special dude to me because he's actually the first person that reached out to me and asked me to be on a show, do an interview, etc. So... I got a lot of appreciation, a lot of pre- appreciation for Barry and what he's been doing. So I just want to say thank you in front of everybody for uh, what you've been doing and um, you know for reaching out to me and being the one that started that, this relationship we had. Oh, cool! Yeah, it was my pleasure, man. It was great having you on my show, and I appreciate what you're doing out there and uh, what you're doing to help transform lives. All right, thank you, thank you. Um, all right, so no easy answers is both the name of your your book and your podcast, and mm-hmm. yeah, I wanted to have you on the show today because your your story is it's a powerful one. Um, you know, anytime you hear about somebody just getting to the edge of any situation, and yours was literally a life or death situation, and to see them just just turn things around, um, it, it's amazing to me, and I'm I'm sure you know when you see people do it's amazing to you, but. 
if you could just share with us today a little bit about your story from, you know, when you when you hit that edge and you started making a new journey back to where you are today. Um, share with sure. us about that. Yeah, so it's interesting. Uh, you know, as when you when you uh, call me for the interview here, uh, I'm in my car. I was in my car, uh, just parked in a parking lot, and, and it just made me think how life can change yeah. so dramatically in a relatively short period of time. So, the story that where I begin in in my book with no easy answers, I'm in my car, oh, wow. <laughs> and it was. Um, 2011 april of 2011 and i was at rock bottom uh i'd filed for divorce and bankruptcy in the same year uh had a a you know dysfunctional marriage leading up to that uh of course you don't just wind up in bankruptcy overnight it's a right. series of bad decisions after bad decisions yeah. uh i was all i was battling depression and uh, I had also, I had been sober. Uh, there was one good thing under my belt. I had been sober for about oh. um, a little over a year, but it, it all came crashing down on me, and I was ready to start drinking again. Yeah. And so I sat in my car in this parking garage in Boston, and I decided enough was enough. I just hurt more than I could ever think I could possibly hurt inside, and mm. I just wanted it to end. So uh, I sat there with a razor blade to my neck wow. and uh, just thinking if I could just pull my arm back uh, far enough and just get in like a, a pitcher's motion in there and yeah. just swipe down hard and fast enough on my neck uh, that I could just cut through and just bleed out right in the car. Wow. And um, I, I really don't know how long that, scene took place in yeah. in real life it seemed like an eternity where i was just battling with myself to uh to either do that or not wow. uh and luckily i had a, a good friend uh named george who had gone through a similar situation and uh something in me just made me call uh george and tell him what was going on because he had actually called me not too long before that in a similar situation and I talked him down. Wow. So I made it through that night uh, and I still wound up going back and forth and making a few other near attempts mm -hmm. um, before finally starting to, actually deciding to heal yeah. and start my journey there. And uh, I talk about one of the first things I talk about is is hope, yeah. And making the distinction where you know I felt hopeless, and yeah. the, one of the first things that that you know really came to me and I started to realize and has made a difference is that I, I don't believe we can ever be uh, hopeless. That hope is not something that we can ever lose it's just mm -hmm. something we can lose sight of uh, i compare it to yeah. like a uh, i compare it to the sun you know even when you don't see it it's still it's there still there yeah that's yeah even that's even when that yeah even when that night is is dark uh it doesn't mean it's going to be dark forever wow so that started uh my journey now i i, I battled back and forth um with with that depression 
I got myself some help. I was already seeing a therapist. I, I went to uh, I went and got some some more treatment. Uh, I decided to start reading mm-hmm. some more and getting more into self help. Listening to some more uh, self help oriented and some more positive podcasts mm-hmm. and just you know putting myself in that space where it was like, all right, I'm going to heal. And then I had a couple of instances where mistakes I had made had come back to, I don't want to say haunt me, but uh, really just draw into sharp focus, wow, this was really me, and I messed this up. And and it made me just feel, uh, I guess, ashamed or embarrassed that I let myself get that far. Yeah. And it's it's funny, sometimes you start with, guilt and shame <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not where you, it's not what should keep you going but sometimes yeah. it's enough to get you started and, and then hopefully you grow out of <laughs> using that as your primary motivator it's, it, it can be a starting uh point it can yeah. be a starting point just to get you looking in that uh, inward as opposed to outward I, I get it yes yeah so when i yeah, when I finally, um, when I told my therapist uh, what I had been going through and what I'd been thinking about, and she was basically telling me, if you don't go to your doctor right now and have a conference call while you're there with me mm-hmm. and and uh, discuss this, you know, I'm basically going to call the cops on you right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah. that was like, oh, crap. And I thought about, you know, it being, you know, like checking myself into... Uh, a psych hospital and then like the the guilt and the shame of my kids having to deal with that was another motivator that just said look man you can you can turn this around all right and you don't have to put the people you love through anymore yeah so uh yeah the, the guilt and the shame started it but once once you get past that then the big uh motivator should be responsibility and accountability and that's sort of where i where i take it in my book yeah i i i definitely got that vibe from you a from you know the times we've talked um but b from in your book you said something that i want to highlight and it was pretty profound because it's kind of a spin-off of one of those uh common quotes that you hear all the time although Mm -hmm. you said although it's true that there's no i in team how many times have we heard that um Mm -hmm. Although it's true that there's no I in team, you can't spell success or failure without you. Nah. And yep. I said that's. I, I, I kind of smiled at that when I said that's. That's pretty cool, because uh, yeah, I, you know your your story obviously is one of you taking control, and it, it seems like it sounds like from uh, definitely from it from reading your book and talking to you that. That was, if, if there's any lesson to be taken, if you just had to put it in one sentence, it seems like once that lens changed, even though there was a lot of figuring out and learning to do afterwards, and, and we all have to do that, once you made the decision that, okay, all these things that are happening start and end with me, it seems like that's what mm-hmm. really allowed you to get on this journey that changed things. Yeah, it's true. Uh and uh, there's another thing I talk about in the book, and uh, you know, some people bug me about it. I, I I picked on Taylor Swift; she was just an easy target. <laughs> yeah, but I, I called it uh, uh, Taylor Swift syndrome, where yeah. you know I talk about where my kid, my girls used to listen to 
her a lot and mm. and uh she had a lot of songs about how you know th this guy did me wrong and this guy cheated on me and yeah. this guy was mean to me and i just kept thinking wow when's taylor gonna come out with a song that just said this time it was me <laughs> yeah and I, I looked at it i looked at that through this lens of um and i picked on her but how many there's there's a ton of oh, yeah. other artists out there who do the same thing yeah, we... but the point of it was um you know what what am i doing differently or mm -hmm. what am i doing or not doing to create these situations and i looked yeah. at my own life and whether it was romantic relationships or my relationship with money or you know my relationship with myself you know rather than blaming let's say the other person in a relationship or rather than blaming you know the banks or blaming this uh you know even if if you keep ending up in bad situations if you keep ending up in a bad relationship well the common thread running through all your relationships is you yes so it's not to say that other people may not be doing you wrong but what are mm -hmm. you doing to to put yourself in that situation you know and what can you do differently mm -hmm. to turn that around that was a, yeah that was a huge distinction for me so it's like it says whatever whether it's success or failure both has you in it <laughs> yeah you you, you kind of you lead off in your book with it the first chapter is is uh what am i thinking and yeah. you you juxtapose that with the common question of you know usually when when we ask ourselves a question that we think is useful it's what was i thinking when, mm -hmm. <laughs> if if you just take a slightly different approach and get into the present tense of what am I thinking, it, it can change things. Tell to, tell me how that your decision to make this this uh, <laughs> this chapter heading heading came about because I think it's it's such a subtle change from what am I thinking uh, from what was I thinking to what am I thinking, but it does make a big difference. Talk about that. Well. I still ask, what was I thinking a lot? <laughs> oh, yeah, that never ends. <laughs> Let me just say that. When I look back on some, some things now, you know, it's, it, again, perspective is, is okay. great. Uh, I looked at that as a different, a different approach to mindfulness. Mm -hmm. And I think I actually called it uh, just practical yep. mindfulness. Practical um, mindfulness, yeah, people, that's what you said. Yeah, people think... Uh, some people think who who are new to meditation or new to a mindfulness practice that you know you have to uh, just you know sit in a lotus position for for you know an hour or so in order to right. practice mindfulness. But right. it's something you can do throughout your day, and all it is is really just what am I thinking right now? What's because? And I was t I think I was talking about this on a recent podcast. Um, of mine, you know, the only thing we really have control over in life is our thoughts. Yeah, that's. Yeah. That, but but the other part of that is, you know, our thoughts basically determine everything. You mm -hmm. know, our feelings start with thoughts. Everything we do starts with a thought, even if it's like uh, a millisecond. Mm -hmm. But um, we can, you know, I was winding up in these situations where I was I was making bad decision after bad decision because i wasn't aware of my, my thoughts and i wasn't mm -hmm. aware of what i was thinking um or the thoughts that i was thinking that would lead up to <laughs> those other thoughts in the present tense yeah yeah it was always yeah. it, it always seemed like it was looking in the rearview mirror and, and then having the clarity as opposed to having the clarity in the in the present right yeah, yeah. and for someone like me you know i'm a um i'm i'm 
you know, an intuitive person. I'm a creative person. So a lot of times I fly by the seat of my pants mm. and, you know, sometimes it works out, sometimes mm. not so great. <laughs> um, so it's just a matter of, uh, to me, it's a matter of, the. it's like anything, the more you practice it, the better you become at it. So yeah, if you, if you start it, yeah, you'll be a little slow at it first. And, and sometimes you have to make a quick decision mm-hmm. but the more you practice that the more you practice your mindfulness the, the more quickly it'll come to you and the more aware of your feelings you're, you are mm-hmm. and that to me uh, another thing i like to say is that there is no self-help without self-awareness yeah you can you can read all the the self-help books in the world but if you're not um if you're not taking it in really aware of your own internal machinery Mm-hmm. and and how to catch yourself when yeah. you're when you're going down those roads that eh, aren't going to lead you to a productive place yeah. then the, the self-help stuff isn't going to be very helpful <laughs> yeah now let me jump to to this because you know there, there's so much <clears throat> excuse me there's so much in your book that mm-hmm. we we can gain from but going from where you were and and describing your situation in, in the car and even mm-hmm. even after that day having mm-hmm. these um you know, really being at rock bottom, and you said something extremely powerful in your book that said that at least to, it hit me hard. Okay, because you said many people think that hitting rock bottom is what changes things, but hmm. in reality, a lot of people hit rock bottom, but they never they they reach the point of rock bottom, but they don't reach the point of accountability. And there's a big difference between because you can hit rock bottom and still be blaming everyone else, but unless mm-hmm. you hit rock bottom and do what you did, which was in some way, shape, or form reach a point of accountability, things won't change. When for you, when did that happen? When did you just kind of wake up and go, okay, you know what? I got to be accountable for this. You know, yes, I've hit rock bottom, but there's a decision that you made there that really. You know, because hitting rock bottom isn't what made life better for you. Something happened maybe at the same time where your perspective changed and maybe it was through a phone call. Tell me how that happened for you. Hmm. So, yeah, it's it, it, was a, it was a progression. It's hard to hit one particular point. Yeah. But um, I think I can, I can point to two, two instances. Okay. Um, one was just an experience that I had. Now, when I got sober, I just did that basically on my own mm-hmm. um, with the help of my therapist. I didn't, I didn't go to AA. Uh, but after that night uh, in Boston where I nearly took myself out, uh, I was still feeling so much pain that I just wanted to numb it. So I decided to try out um, a couple of meetings. And long story short, they weren't for me. It just mm-hmm. wasn't. And it's, 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 it's a great way for a lot of people. It just wasn't for me. And one thing that stood out was uh, I was at a meeting and I met this guy. Uh, you know, you sit there and you go around, hi, my name is Barry. It's been this long since right. whatever. And uh, so I sit through the meeting and I'm getting ready to leave. And this guy comes up to me and he says, hey, man, you know, you, you uh, you've been sober for that long, you know, this is your first meeting? I'm like, yeah, yeah, he goes, well, you got to get a, a sponsor, you got to get a, a partner, somebody to, to mm-hmm. talk to, it's like, you know, this thing works, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I think I'm good, man, and he's like, no, no, I've been doing this for, for 39 years, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you got to do this, and I, and I'm, 
rewinding in my head back to the beginning of the meeting, and I'm realizing this guy said his last drink was today. Oh, and wow. and I'm like, oh, what? I'm like, Hold on, man. <laughs> yeah. I and I yeah. I for a lot of people it really is just a, a physical disease. Mm-hmm. But here's the here was that illustration for me of of you know you're hitting rock bottom but not reaching the point of accountability. Yeah. Uh, you know because yeah. how many, if this was he's if he's been doing this program for this long and mm-hmm. he's still falling off the wagon. There's something that you're not changing that you should change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, it, and yeah, that drew that into focus for me. And okay. um, the other, the other thing that really hit me was I talk about it where uh, I was supposed to meet my girls for dinner one night. It got canceled, and this was again close to right after I was ready to to kill myself. Mm-hmm. And I thought I have to occupy myself somehow or else you know if i'm mm-hmm. by myself in my own mind i might actually do it this time so i went down to new york city where i uh would take these krav maga classes so um for anybody who's not familiar with krav maga it's israeli self-defense mm-hmm. and um it's it's intense so uh that lasted about an hour it was just intense physical exercise and i got a lift from that and i parked on west 77th and i was walking past this church where uh, a homeless guy was sleeping on on the steps and i just had this moment of gratitude for Mm. all that i had and i thought you know what i still have family and friends who care about me i still have a day job i still have you know i still have enough to get by yeah yeah and you know, gratitude is one thing that can, you know, it, 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 I guess thinking about it now, it can help change you over from guilt and shame to responsibility. Yeah. And I think that moment of gratitude is really what caused a huge shift in my thinking. Because up to that point, all I was thinking about is what I don't have, what I don't have, what I'm lacking, yeah. what I've done wrong, what I've failed at. And when you just make that small shift from from what you lack to what you have, then your your world can change yeah yeah you know i i love that you just brought that up we're, we're in sync here dude because the my <laughs> the very next thing the very next ch- uh, chapter that i wanted to bring up in your book was your mm-hmm. y- the question um from no easy answers of what am i grateful for and mm-hmm. you said man i read the first paragraph of this chapter and mm-hmm. uh, it, you're just an awesome dude because <laughs> you said that it, seriously. You, you said something that was just powerful. You said when when you were, even when you were depressed and suicidal, you realized you had enough. Uh, you had you were lucky enough to have health insurance to cover the cost of your meds and mm-hmm. help you stabilize your mood. You had a therapist, and you were grateful for that. Even when you were going through bankruptcy, you had enough. Mm-hmm. Somehow, had enough money to put gas in your car and to eat ramen noodles and granola bars, and it. it <laughs> And you went on to say this, knowing that other people in the world are worse off than you is perspective, but perspective and gratitude are not the same. Perspective is intellectual while gratitude is emotional. It's a spiritual thing. Mm. So just because just because we know that somebody else 
is better off than we are. That's an intellectual thing, but gratitude is an emotional experience. And, and that's, I, I think I, I'm pretty sure that that's what made the big difference for you. It wasn't intellectually knowing that somebody in the world was worse off than you. I think most of us know that intellectually at some, in some way, shape or form, but oh, feeling yeah. grateful, the feeling of gratitude, the emotion of, you know, down in your gut and in your heart saying, wow, I'm, I'm really thankful for the fact that somebody's worse off than me and thankful that I have all these things that, you know, some people don't, is, is, just, is a big mm-hmm. difference. Um, mm-hmm. that, that was really, really, you pushed that out in this chapter, which is amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's, you know, and it has to be a, a regular practice um, once you get that. And I know, uh, going back to the the emotional aspect of it, it's something I know you and I have talked about Tony Robbins. But one thing he will he will tell you is, uh, yeah, attach attach something um, something you want to be or something you want to do to mm-hmm. some to a positive uh, emotion, mm-hmm. you because know, yeah. that's what really links it. So yeah, when you when you switch it from the intellectual to the to the emotional that's when you're really able to that's when it means something to you yeah you know so i uh i have a daily gratitude practice uh and i put myself in a position where i can you know be be someone or be in a position to help other people so that uh i can be reminded of of all that i have and then be able to give Mm -hmm. from what i have Wow, that's that's pretty awesome. Let, let, mm-hmm. let me jump to to this chapter, which is labeled uh, "What's the Right Thing to Do." Um, uh. <laughs> I, I love that you called it a, a loaded question because yeah. uh, you know it's, it's a question where emotion could sneak into that to that very easily. But uh, you kind of broke mm-hmm. it down into three questions um, mm-hmm. when asking yourself in whatever situation you're in, what the right thing to do is a little three-step strategy and your three mm-hmm. your three questions you said are one how do i feel about myself right now number two how will i feel about myself after i've done this and number three uh how will i feel about myself if i don't do this um mm-hmm. talk about that for a minute sure uh so first of all you know just be aware of your feelings yeah in the moment uh are you acting from a place of of uh, being stable or mm-hmm. unstable you know a lot of the times I, I made decisions uh when i really wasn't in a stable state of mind yeah uh when i was having mood swings mm-hmm. so it, it goes back to the what am i thinking yeah question uh you know am i am i in a good place first of all just to make this decision or make a decision at, at all mm-hmm uh, and then, you know, if you are, then you can play around with those other two questions a little bit. You can play around with, you know, well, how do I feel about myself after I've done this? Mm-hmm. So am I going to feel accomplished? Uh, whatever it is you're, you're looking to do, whether it's, I don't know, changing jobs, changing relationship, mm-hmm. uh, asking somebody out, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, how will I feel about myself after this? Just put yourself... Uh, in that position, imagining you've done it, mm-hmm. how will you feel? And then the other part of that is, well, how will I feel about myself if I don't do it? Yeah. And that's what I think. I I I think a lot of people 
live in that space without ever asking themselves that yeah. question bef- before putting themselves in that space. Yeah. I think a lot of us really want to try something else or really want to do something else. Mm-hmm. But instead of asking, boy, you know what, how am I going to feel if I don't try this mm-hmm. or don't make this move now? And then you're, you you can become aware. It's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, wish i had done this yeah or maybe or maybe if it's if it's something else you could be like well you know what i can yeah i can live with myself if i don't do this now maybe you can wait but a lot of us live in that kind of limbo state (laughs) where we're going to do something but we're not sure and you know you guess what you're already living in that space of how will i feel if i don't do this yeah yeah you're already there (laughs) you know you're yeah you're already there so I, I just find that process uh, helpful when t- trying to make a decision. And again, that's another one where the more you practice it, the mm-hmm. easier it becomes, the quicker it gets, and and the more you learn. Yeah, I, I think that's big, especially the first one when you say, "How do I feel about myself right now?" Because you know, uh, uh, I think a lot of times, most of us, everybody listening, probably at some point has been there where you're going to make a decision, but you shouldn't be making that decision because. But if you take a minute to say, okay, how do I feel about myself right now? And let's you're in the midst of this emotional, you know, whirlwind. And then, and then what do you want to do? Say, all right, this is what I'm going to do now. And even if you just yep. listen to the tone of your voice, you know that you're not in that space right now to, to move on to, to questions two or three. You know, how am I going to feel about myself after mm-hmm. I've done this? You're not, you're not even allowing yourself to, to go there. So I think that's real... That's big in terms of asking what's the right thing to do, and number one being to to check yourself, yeah, and, and, and take some you know take some personal inventory and, and making sure you're in um, grounded as you said uh, to ask yeah. yourself those uh, the the following two questions. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't you know first let me jump in and just tell people you anybody that's listening you really need to grab this book. Um, it's, it, I'm telling you, it's, it's an easy read, no easy answers. It, it's really an easy read. It, it, it's, it's, man, it's hard to describe it because it's, it's certainly not a, you know, uh, self-help book in terms of, you know, you're being told what to do. It's your story and mixed in there, there's just a lot of awesome lessons. So guys, go get this book after you, uh, finish listening to this episode. Um, but let me jump Thanks, to, the, uh, seriously, I, I, man, I, <laughs> I love when I'm reading a book and I'm just having a good good old time because it's it's <laughs> it is it's regardless of where you are personally I don't care who it is that reads this book they're going to get something from it. Um, so let me cool. jump to this chapter. What would I tell my best friend? And this is a big one. I, mm-hmm. I think about this a lot. Um, and in terms of we often when we give ourselves advice or we're making decisions about what we're going to do, if we would just ask ourselves. A simple question like this, what would I tell my best friend? We will come up with a total different set of um, suggestions than we give ourselves, right? It's just, it's almost unfair how we treat ourselves because, we'll, you know, we'll yeah. bash ourselves and, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll judge ourselves and all these things. But if somebody else in the same situation was going through what we're going through, oh, man, we'd be totally supportive and give them you know the best <laughs> advice in the world but we we keep that advice from ourselves. 
But you start the chapter off in a different way. You said, don't be an asshole. <laughs> A-S-K-hole. Uh, assholes, are yep. asshole, assholes are people who ask for advice but never follow it. You know, talk about how that mm-hmm. came up. Because um, obviously this, <laughs> this book was inspired by you and what you've been through and what you experienced and what you learned. Yeah. So it, it made me laugh when I read this one. How did that term come about? Because that's pretty cool. Well, I'm sure most people know know somebody uh who fits that description mm-hmm. uh just in my you know in my other uh my other professional work mm-hmm. uh i do i do physical therapy and um you know, when when invariably when somebody hears that you know they have an ache or a pain mm-hmm. uh where they'll say oh you know what i have this thing in my knee uh, what should i do and mm-hmm. I'm like well you know that's not very specific, so I don't, I can't tell you anything. But if you give me a little more, and I'll say, oh, maybe try this stretch, try this exercise, or mm-hmm. you know, go see a doctor. Yeah, okay, uh, maybe I'm. And then they just do whatever they were going to do anyway, and they right. just keep on, you know, playing a sport without warming up, or they keep on yep. doing, you know, this, this bad movement and hurt themselves. So it's like, why did why did you ask me in the first place if you were just going to do whatever you were going to do? Yeah. Uh, so it's just, but that applies to so many things, you know, you give, uh, and that would drive me nuts when, when somebody else would come to me for advice, you know, on, on personal things. And, and I would say, well, you know what, I, I don't think this person is really treating you right in this relationship or, mm-hmm. you know, the, you, this, this job, it's really not for you. And you just come home drained all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but they keep on going and keep on doing. And, I think I confess in the chapter, you know, that that I was that person as well yeah. in many things. And, you know, again, it takes looking in the mirror and yeah. saying, yeah, all right, maybe I'm an asshole. Yeah. So, uh, but going back to the, yeah, what would I tell my best friend? Uh, that was a, a big distinction for me because I would just think of, of how I was behaving and how my friends were supporting me. Mm-hmm. And then it, it made me just step outside myself for a second. I'm like, all right, why can't, you know, if, if, if any one of them, if the tables were turned, were going through what I was going through, yeah. uh, I would be completely supportive of them, uh, not necessarily, you know, and this, that, let me draw a distinction between supportive and enabling. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would be supportive of them and helpful of them without ever, you know, um, deriding them or or belittling them yeah. like i like i was doing with myself yeah uh yeah, and so it made me think yeah why can't i why can't i just be that for myself why yeah. why can't i just do that yeah for me that's awesome yeah you, you followed up with a chapter <laughs> on who am i to judge which i, I mm-hmm. piggybacks on that uh really great uh i'm gonna mm-hmm. i'm gonna jump i wish i i wish we could talk for a lot longer because uh, there's so much in this book we'll have- i think We'll help. Yeah, we'll have to have a part two. <laughs> yeah, there's so much in this book that I really think will, will, will help people and just give some awesome perspective. Um, and really, that's what it all, it's all about is, is perspective. So I'm going to jump. I'm going to fast forward to um, the end, <clears throat> excuse me, the end of the book where it says, how do I know? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times we ask this question, as you spelled out here, how do I, we ask questions like, how do I know if what I'm doing is working? How do I know if I can trust my inner voice? How do I know if I can trust myself? And we, and we challenge ourselves with all these questions about how do I know if, 
if this is this is th- these are the right things and you say you say how do i know is the voice of fear disguised as a voice of reason that is that's powerful stuff mm. it, it's it's just a question mm-hmm. we ask ourselves um it's it's questioning ourselves as opposed to liberating ourselves isn't it to to talk about that for a second and and how that came about this chapter mm-hmm. Voice of fear, yeah, often does disguise itself as the voice of reason. You know, you yeah. can r- rationalize your way out of just about anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you, you, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of some situations in my life right now, actually, where I, you know, <laughs> that's the thing about uh, uh, writing a writing a self help book. Sometimes people think, oh, you got all the answers. Nope. Oh, uh, we nope. talked about that, nope. didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but. The thing about it is, is um, let me jump back a little bit okay. where I'll talk about uh, another another part of the book where I talk about becoming friends with fear. Yeah, and I talk about uh, becoming friends with fear rather than trying to conquer it. And yeah. the thing is, you know, fear is an integral part of our being. Mm-hmm. You know, we we need it. Uh, so if we see a tiger charging at us, you yeah. know we run. That's so funny. Uh, I just did. I just. I swear. I just recorded an episode about uh, about this very topic. But go ahead. It's pretty uh, awesome. We're <laughs> on the same page. Okay. Okay. Uh, so we need that. But uh, the thing is to listen to the fear, but not just blindly obey it. Yes. Um, yeah. And so to you, you want to hear that, but mm-hmm. you want to be able to distinguish yeah, is not- this is this really fear and mm-hmm. if it's fear you know am, am i fear of am i afraid of whatever this thing is or am i just afraid of the uncertainty that comes with it you yeah. know making this choice uh and if i'm you know afraid of of the uncertainty you know mm-hmm. life is there there's always going to be uncertainty in life yeah uh it, it's a matter of uh, yeah, it, it, it's a matter of just again. It goes back to awareness. Yeah, you know, yeah. be aware. What what's really fear, and are these? I think the distinction is when you're when it's the voice of reason, you'll actually be coming up with reasons. When it's the mm-hmm. voice of fear, you'll be coming up with excuses. Yeah, you you followed that up um, in this chapter. You go on to to some more empowering uh, questions about have. Uh, for example, you, you said, you know, you need to ask yourself, have I, have I done everything I possibly can? Uh, am mm-hmm. I balanced or off balance right now? And what do I have to lose and what do I have to gain? And, mm-hmm. you know, later on you mentioned um, the importance of following your heart and following your gut when you're in these situations of, you know, how, how do I know what's right or wrong? Um, it's funny, I just uh, I recently interviewed um, Shannon Kaiser, she's an awesome author, and we, we did a pretty nice interview. But in her book, she has a book called Adventures for Your Soul, and she has a mantra in there that says, uh, I trust my heart. It knows what my head has yet to figure out. Mm. And it, 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 when, I, when I was reading your book uh, afterwards, and kind of I kind of smiled because I remembered that what I had read from, from Shannon about that, that we need to listen to our heart in these decisions sometimes because after a while if you just start questioning yourself over and over again about you know am i doing this right am i doing this right those most of those questions come from emotion based on our past experiences and some fear we have about what may come up 
as a result as a result of things instead of just sitting back relaxing because really we kind of know what the right thing to do is most of the time so if we kind of free ourselves up and you know just get grounded and, and make some decisions that we know not intellectually but inside we, we feel is right um we'll be okay Listen, like we yeah, just said, yeah, we definitely. have to do this. We have to do this again because there's a lot to get to. I'd like to get a lot more of your story and and how you got up to where you are now. Because, d- dude, you're doing amazing right now. You're uh, for you, you guys all don't know Barry's. He's got his uh, he's got his podcast. He's got his book. He's writing. He's interviewing tons of amazing people. Um, I just want to say first and foremost, congratulations for what you've been doing and how far how you've just amazingly turned your life around. It's really inspiring. And uh, I appreciate you taking some time to share some of your story and some of your perspectives today. So we'll oh, set thanks, something up man. again. We'll set something up again. Definitely. Yeah. If I can say one more thing, sure. um, you know, and we talk about perspective and how there's, you know, other people in the world, you know, worse off than us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also don't think from out there listening, who's, uh, suffering internally. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about some of the material things. Yes, I still had a job at health insurance. Uh, there are plenty of people out there who are suffering through depression. And, you know, it's, it's real suffering. Mm-hmm. It really is. You can, you can have uh, a lot of things and still be in a really bad place. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I was one of those people and yeah, for anybody out there going through that kind of uh, pain, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm sure there are people may, in your life who may be telling you, ah, suck it up. You know, there are people who have yeah. it a lot worse than you. Uh, don't let that, A, don't let that take away from the pain that you're feeling because it is real. And B, because it's real, honor it and get yourself the help you need and deserve. Yeah. Awesome, awesome advice, Barry. Yeah. Uh, real quick, before we go, how, how, tell us how people can get a hold of you and get a copy of your book. Sure. So you can go to barrymanjone.com. That's B-A-R-R-Y-M-A-N-G-I-O-N-E.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at barrymanjone, same spelling. And the book is available on Amazon. Uh, just search No Easy Answers or my name. And uh, you can find me on uh, the answers podcast and uh email is barrymanjone one at gmail awesome awesome barry thanks once again um i'm sure everybody here appreciates your story and, and the, the insight that you gave us today so we're definitely going to talk again soon <laughs> cool man hey thanks for having me on really appreciate it hey anytime thank you guys again so much for listening to the show uh I, i'm sure you guys agree barry's story is a powerful one and I hope you gained something from his uh, perspective and insight. I, I definitely want to have him on on again because he has, you know, we really didn't get to get into yet in this episode the the where he is today. Uh, he's 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 doing so much now as a singer, a songwriter, uh, a podcaster, an author, and I kind of want to continue this conversation. So just to get the full picture of, you know, obviously you got to hear the beginning of his story and how how literally he was at the edge of existence and he's really transformed himself into he, he transformed his experience into something amazing because you know as you guys know even when we're we're at rock bottom 
we still are who we are. We're still amazing people, even if we don't have the perspective to see it. So I promise to have Barry on again for you guys and uh, give him the, you know, we kind of gave you, I kind of feel bad. We've given you the, the low point of his experience, but sometimes we need to hear that because we need to know that no matter how bad or desperate things get, hope is always there. We, we, can't, we don't have to look for hope. It's there. We just have to see it. So I, I hope you got something from today's episode. I'm, I know I did. And uh, from reading his book, it's, it's definitely just an amazing story. He's got so much insight. Um, and his, his, uh, his willingness to be vulnerable and just openly share his story and say, hey, look, dude, this is where I was. These are the processes I went through. And this is where I am today. Um, it takes a lot of guts. There's, there's no, there's no risk in, in hiding our, our low times and our hard times. The, the risk and the courage and the strength is in sharing how, you know, our, our worst moments and doing it with the purpose of helping someone else who may be struggling with anything, even if it's not something similar, just giving people the perspective and knowledge that hope is there regardless of what we're going through so hey that's the purpose of this show is to share perspectives so thank you guys again for being here as always I, I i love and appreciate you guys for listening to the show and spreading the word so do me a favor uh as i always say if you got something from the show in any way shape or form it helped please do somebody a favor tell them about the show let them know to listen and subscribe and as always Be loyal to yourselves. Be loyal to each other. Thanks for hanging out with me, and we will chat soon. Stay awesome, you guys.